Good day, everyone. Recording from Johannesburg, this is The Portal, a platform which exists to evoke conversations about God and spirituality among believers and non-believers alike. Each week, I attempt to answer the question, what it means to be young and madly in love with God. In this episode, I will be sharing something very personal to me, um, which is something God has been teaching me during my daily fellowship sessions with him, and it is titled The Dimensions of the Fire. So this podcast will focus on the dimensions of God's fire, which we can experience, and we'll be answering four preliminary questions which I came up with in the process of preparing for this podcast. Number one, what the fire means. Number two, how it manifests. Number three, what dimensions are. And number four, who qualifies to experience the dimensions of this fire. I am your host, Asemase, the aspiring human rights attorney, the natural hair enthusiast, the avid bookworm, and a lovesick spirit for God. I am Azi underscore Mase on Instagram and Asemasemdai on Facebook if you want to follow me. This is episode four of season one of The Portal. So let's get right into the first question. What does the fire mean? So I think for me, firstly, it's very important to explain that from the sermons that I've had at church, sermons I've heard on the internet, um, and just conversations uh, with other believers, I found that the fire has an array of definitions to it, and its properties and its purposes are very vast um, and diverse. But specifically for this teaching god has focused on two things when he was teaching me this one was the essence of destruction within fire and two the essence of refining within fire so this made me think about um when i was reading Ezekiel chapter 19 because I'm studying um, the book of Ezekiel and in verse 12 the end of verse 12 reads the fire consumed them so this makes me think of the ability of fire to be able to destruct right because when a fire consumes something let's say a house it utterly destroys it Um, so it made me think about that ability to distract and then in verse 14 there's a part in the beginning of verse 14 it says and fire is gone out of her rod right and when I was studying this it made me think of the essence of, of life and how in this in this um, part of the scripture, fire can be looked at as a quality of life. And for me, a quality of life speaks of um, the essence of refining, um, which power has. So in this teaching, I would like to describe the fire 
as an engulfing refiner. Its abilities to purify and bring a substance to its best form. It's in its ability to completely engulf the substance. Um, so in order for it to refine, the substance needs to be engulfed. Um, these two properties, I feel, exist hand in hand and you can't have one without the other. Um, I think the fire is part of the glory of God and the glory of God is the manifestation of who God is, right? So number three, um, which is what are dimensions? And I felt that that was a very important question to ask because I've been going to church consistently for eight months and my apostle has taught a lot about dimensions of different things, right? But I often wondered what exactly dimensions are. And from my understanding, um, it would be the different levels in the spiritual realm, right? So there are lower dimensions, there are higher dimensions, um, and your dimensions may, could increase, your dimensions um, can decrease. So it's basically the level at which you can experience spiritual activity um, and the level at which you can see certain things in the spiritual realm. So in this teaching, God revealed two dimensions to me. But I believe that there are many more dimensions of the fire of God. And I trust that in due time they'll be revealed to me and I hope in due time they'll be revealed to you too. Um, and this teaching actually stemmed from curiosity, which I had had about a sermon that my apostle um, had last year, which was titled Prophetic Alignment, right? And in these dimensions, so we've defined what the dimensions are, right? And now we're going to go a bit deeper into what God had said to me about the dimensions. So there are two dimensions that he showed me. One is the personal dimension and two is the God dimension. I gave them these names in order to make it easier for me to grasp um, for me to grasp these dimensions. Um, it wasn't the names which God uh, gave me. However, um, the first dimension stems from Exodus chapter 24 verse 17 and it reads as follows and the sight of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount and in the eyes of the children of Israel right so from this scripture number one thing that we can note is that sight spiritual sight being able to see in the spirit is a must in order to experience this dimension if you cannot see then you cannot experience this right because the scripture says it um that the sight of the lord was like a devouring fire so if the sight wasn't there the ability to devour wouldn't be there as well right for that specific person 
So for the children of Israel, them seeing gave the power and gave the fire the ability to devour. Understand? Number two is the fact that the setting is the mountain. This is happening on a mountain. And what I am understanding um, as I am attending church and as God is showing me different things is that God is a God of location. Location is very important to him. And because we're reading from Exodus, um, which was in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, I feel they emphasized a lot the importance of a location. Um, and that is not to say that in the New Testament that they don't. Um, but I feel as if in the Old Testament, it's more in our faces. Whereas in the, in the New Testament, we sort of have to go through it by revelation, right? But mountains are a very special place for God. Um, mountains, physical mountains, are where we can hear God, um, very well um this is also me speaking from my own experience i went to a mountain to to pray with my apostle and a few members of our church and i feel as if spiritually i was awakened and i was taken to a level that i had never been before and i'm very grateful for that so the mountain is very important here However, God was saying to me that I don't need to be on a physical mountain in order to see this. I just need to understand the importance of place and make sure I am in a place where I can see, you understand? And then the third aspect of the personal dimension is that it is a fire which overwhelms you and encapsulates you. The fact that they use the adjective devouring is not a mistake because we need to understand that each word which was put in the Bible was put for a purpose because as much as the Bible was written by human beings, the thing is that it is living. It is a being in itself the word lives it breathes therefore they wouldn't put devouring there if it didn't have a purpose if it didn't allude to something and devouring tells us what the fire comes to do the fire comes to overwhelm you but more than that the fire comes to encapsulate you so that's the first dimension that's the first dimension of the fire right and then we go to the second dimension. And the scripture which inspires the second dimension is Exodus chapter 19, verse 18. And it reads as follows. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the mount quaked greatly, right? So this dimension I named the God dimension. And it's the second dimension of the dimensions that God is teaching me about the fire. Number one aspect about this is that the, a smoke 
is a must. So we see from the word, and by the word I mean a reading from Jeremiah and reading from Ezekiel and even reading in uh, Isaiah, is that the smoke um, which God comes with speaks directly of his glory. And remember we said the glory of God is the manifestation of who he is, right? So that's the reason why I quote this dimension, the God dimension, right? Because now this dimension is more about God than it is about us. Although we play a part in this dimension, it is mostly about him. Because one, it it speaks of God's glory. It speaks of a smoke. A smoke is present. And this smoke is spiritual, but often when your spiritual eyes are open and when you are awakened and i mean this in in times of fasting but also in times when you have tuned your spirit in when you are in meetings or when you are praying you can often see the smoke in the place that you are in right number two aspect about this dimension is that the mountain is still the setting where it occurs So what is God saying again? He is saying that he is a God of a place. He ties encounters to places. For example, Moses, when Moses saw the burning bush, Moses saw that burning bush because he had been led into that wilderness. He had gone into that wilderness. If Moses hadn't gone into that place, he wouldn't have had that encounter because why? God is a God of place. Number three about this fire is that it is a fire which purifies and it is a fire which carries the atmosphere of God. And this is powerful because God himself is a God of purity. We see how in the Old Testament and specifically in the book of Joshua, when they were to go into the promised land, God instructed Joshua to circumcise them, right? And circumcision um, in the Old Testament stood for sanctification. It stood for purification. It stood for cleaning, cleansing yourself before receiving something, right? So they were about to walk into this promised land, which was not promised to Joseph, but was promised to Moses for the children of Israel. But before they could enter that holy ground, before they could step there, they needed to cleanse, they needed to purify. You see it in the encounter of the burning bush. When Moses wanted to go closer, God said he needed to take off his shoes for he stood on holy ground. So there's an action that occurs before we step into purity, right? And that fire comes to do that that fire comes within us to refine and to pull out all the things which are not of god in order for us to step into god's atmosphere right um then that brings us to our last question who qualifies to experience the dimensions of the fire so i believe that anybody who believes in God can experience these dimensions. I believe a lot of the things which we experience as believers is directly tied to 
through our ability to surrender. Because there's something beautiful which a friend of mine always says. Her name is Pumla. Shout out Pumla. So she says that God doesn't need anything from us to exist as God. And that's very true. He existed as God before we were even formed. He will exist as God after we leave this earth, right? And one thing that I love about God and I love about his love is that it requires free will. It gives, it is, the decision is up to us at the end of the day, you understand? God doesn't force himself upon us. He can only come. He can only fill you. He can only save you. He can only restore you as much as you allow him to. And in these dimensions of fire, I saw that more than ever before. If you allow yourself, if you open up your spirit um, to let this occur, then you can be experiencing the dimensions of God's fire. So... I made up a list um, of two things and, you know, I say I, (laughs) but I can't take the credit because God was the one who gave me revelation in order to put these two links together. So in the past, um, my apostle had taught us about the ways of God, right? Um, And basically showing us ways in which God operates and ways in which God communicates with us Um, and during Fridays we also share as siblings of fire the word and on one Friday my siblings of fire were sharing about being altars so God brought into the Holy Spirit brought into remembrance um, those those sermons to me when I was thinking about how do we then experience these dimensions of the fire. So the first list is to learn who God is. And how do we learn who God is? We learn who God is by sharpening our spiritual ears to hear his voice. By taking out time to read his word. And by taking out time to be in his house. Because when you learn who God is, you can experience more of who God is. You understand? It is like when you learn or when you spend time enough with a specific person in your life, you start seeing them, thinking about them, experiencing things about them outside of your time with them you understand and then number two besides learning who he is also need to maintain that connection with him by being alters so ways in which we can maintain that connection is number one pray without ceasing and this is a scripture actually in the bible it's in first thessalonians um i'm not sure which chapter but the verse says pray without ceasing right that means we pray when we want to and when we don't want to and that can be hard i've gone through it myself but 
the importance of that is because prayer is a two-way street. Yes, we pray and we pray whether it is in tongues or whether it is in our native languages. We pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. But the reason we pray is because we want God to answer. And that is what prayer is. You communicating and God communicating back. Right? Number two is fasting regularly. Fasting really just brings us in alignment with who God is and hearing God's word and being spiritually awake and active in order to tackle what we need to tackle and to hear what we need to hear. And number three, sustaining the fire, right? Um, And sustaining the fire means that we need to check our habits, our habits bringing us more of God or less of God. Is our environment bringing us more of God or less of God? Interactions, our interactions, are they feeding into our connection with God or are they feeding out of, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's basically um, what God has taught me and it's, it's been incredible and of course I, I shortened it um, and I put it in such a way that I felt it would be easy to understand because I feel as if if I <laughs> if I gave um, this teaching the way God gave it to me, it might be missing it because you need to understand we we are different as spirits, right? And we are on different levels. Um, and by levels, I mean levels of revelation because that's what I mean by the word is living and the word is breathing is that in so much as we can all read the same text, the revelation which lifts off that text could be vastly different um, from person to person. And it is very much um, directly linked with your relationship with God, uh, with the church that you attend and with the spiritual covering that you have above you. So um, I wanted to teach in such a way that would make it um, understandable for everyone um, and would open an avenue even for for non-believers who would like to see if these dimensions of the fire are actually real um, and if they can actually be seen, right? Um, thank you so, so much. Uh, for tuning into this episode of The Portal. Um, Next week, I will be discussing Fasting 101. So basically, that's going to be me just letting you guys know what what type of fasting I've done over the last eight months um, and reviewing a book which... I feel has really helped me um, in understanding what fasting is because, you know, I've heard about fasting at church for a really long time. I tried it when I was younger and failed dismally um, because I didn't understand. And I, and I felt that going to church, maybe sometimes at church, we don't, we don't really get, we're not really given a background on fasting and you're not really given 
the importance of it and why it's important. We just told um, that it's part of the threefold commandments of what God said uh, we should do, of what Jesus actually precisely said that we should do. So to next week, I will be breaking down all of that by the Spirit um, of God, of course. Um, really, thank you so much. <laughs> for listening to this episode you know each week i am reminded of the grace of god which is upon my life you know um i i feel that there's nothing i could have done in this lifetime or the next that could qualify me um to share the word of god and to even share my walk with god my personal walk with god um but I feel that that grace of God has qualified me. The blood of Jesus has qualified me. And, you know, there are times when I'm, I'm preparing for these podcasts and I'm thinking, oh, God, who am I um, to do this? And then he responds and he says, who are you not to? And then he reminds me of who he says I am in scripture. But I think more than anything, I'm reminded of how much I'm a vessel. So it's it's not so much what I can do and what I can say, but how much I can allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me and to work through me and to share through me um and it has brought me to a realization but also an appreciation of young people who are allowing god to do what he's doing in my life as well right where you allowing god to be god in your life and you allowing god to take the lead and there's so much uncertainty especially as a young person in a world which is very worldly um, and stepping away from that and saying, no, I choose God and I choose this way. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's very commendable, but also it speaks about the type of spirits, um, which the type and how mightily the Holy Spirit is falling upon this generation. It's falling upon us in such a way that we are not afraid to divide um, ourselves and we are not afraid to stand alone and say things like, I am madly in love with God and say things like, God is my first love. You understand? I I hope and I, and I pray that to every young person who has taken the opportunity to say god there's a call that you've put upon my life and i'm going to fulfill this call whether or not other people around me approve i commend you and i i pray that god increases you um and increases your call um upon your life and increases the grace um upon your life and he just continues to do what only he can do. Um, I think that's that's the one thing that always excites me about God. 
his ability to be so different, to stand apart um, and to really surpass even our wildest dreams. Um, in conclusion, I would like to leave you guys with my favorite worship song um, this week. Uh, I heard it on my way to church because my mom had just recently um, attended the concert of this lady and I was so jealous because she didn't go with me. Um, and it's Lebo Si Hobela. And uh, the title of the song is Mange Loi, uh, which means the angels. Oh, and it is such an anointed song. We listened to it on our way to church and I just felt my spirit jump up and I was just praying in the car as we were going to church. And even after church, um, it, it was playing and I couldn't contain myself that I just jumped out of the car. And of course, it was parked <laughs> in the parking lot. And I just put it on loud and I was just worshipping right then and then. The Holy Spirit overcame me so mightily. Um, and it was, oh, it was beautiful. It is such a, such a beautiful, beautiful anointed song. So if you have the time, go over to YouTube, take a listen at that song and just allow the Holy Spirit to move in the way that he needs to move. Until next week, guys, it was a pleasure um, being able to once again speak um about god <laughs> bye bye and god bless you